Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Just Jive In Here with your host, Tarek. And today I have another guest with me, Taquan. Is, is that how you pronounce your name? I don't want to say it wrong. It's, it's, <laughs> Taquan, Taquan. Taquan, my apologies, yes, man. It's all good. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just so everybody knows, I have my uh, podcast as well that I do with my co-host, Rashard Neal. It's called Competent Conversation. So it's just... Right now we're doing like a little bit of a mashup because we got some ideas, yo. I remember we talked um, when the first time we met, we talked for hours, and yeah. I knew this day was gonna come. I just wanted you to get your feet wet with the podcast, so I'm glad to be doing this right now. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. For real, yes. Like he said, we're gonna be doing like a little mashup between both of our podcasts, kind of thing, because it's really a it's really a similar concept. Talking yes. about, I mean, you you have more of a you have more of an articulated goal with yours, which is what what was it? So I would go pretty much with our conversations is to to kind of focus and bring uh, humanity forward any way we can. So we talk about a lot of the topics, maybe it'd be relationships, it could be like red pill, blue pill. We talked about self-discipline, we talked about permission to fail, all these different things. So pretty much what Rashad and I do, he he's a major in um psychology, so he has like this massive background. And his page is um Rashard Neal on Instagram. He does a lot of different videos about a lot of different topics and everything like that. Really educational, down-to-earth guy. Um, what we normally do is, like, we'll take our input um, from everything that we see in life and we just, like, kind of say, how can we deliver this to the people in a format that allows them to look through our lenses, which is usually a wide perspective, and sometimes we don't agree on things, so you get the advocate as well, but look through it and learn a lesson. We just want to teach people and help them grow and that's pretty much what we do. Trying to learn a lesson, huh? Yeah, I like yeah. that. <laughs> I, I I like that because I don't I don't think that I have that for me. I, I don't think that um I'm I try to have every episode teach a lesson. I think I'm more of a on the entertaining side myself. Right. The, I mean, it's hard though. It's it's hard because like the entertaining side is good. I think some of the things we struggle with is like delivering good information, but not being monotone, you know mm. what I mean? You don't want to sound like a reporter, but you want to give out the fun, but you don't want the fun to overlap the educational. So, That's I mean, true. we found a nice balance recently, so, you know, it's good, it's good. That's good. That's awesome, bro. Now, mm-hmm. now my question to you personally, outside of the podcast, is... Uh-huh. How do you, how do you, how are you, how have you been feeling about all of this that's been going on for real, for real? It's, uh, it's really overwhelming. Everything that's going on right now is extremely overwhelming. And the best way I can like try to cultivate everything is um, first, God is first, right? Believe in God. We know that God is not going to put us in any situation that we cannot rise up and conquer. So that's first and foremost in my book. I also want to say that um, with this, I know that humans, scientifically, we're able to adapt to every situation that we're in. So the way I've been like kind of coping with this whole thing is like, yo, I know God isn't going to put me in a place where I can't prosper from. I know that I have the ability to adapt to certain situations. And I know that I got to trust my own intuition going forward with everything I do. And as far as this whole... Black Lives Matter um, trend, because it's trending now, um, as far as like the COVID-19, as far as the police brutality, the oppression and all that stuff like that, it's like, I know that 
every step I take, anything can happen. I just got to be able to trust my intuition to make the perfect decision at that moment in time. Yeah, that's where that's where I've definitely been failing. Not even not even failing, just lacking mm-hmm. recently because I haven't been able to trust my intuition because I don't even know what it is that I'm trying to do and how I'm trying to go about everything. Mm-hmm. Because at first I'm trying to do this or going about it this way or another way. Then I get a new piece of information. And then I started mm-hmm. thinking, well, maybe maybe that's not the right move, you know. And I, that has to, I, and I say this to myself, there has to come a point where you just make a move. You have to make some kind of a move and do something. And I, yeah. I suppose that's what, you know, that that's what I'm reaching out to other people about now, just mm-hmm. getting their perspectives on whatnot, and also just. Honestly, I feel like the move for me is to push whatever it is on my mind out into out into the open and figure out how I can work in tandem with the ideas that other people have, if that makes sense. Cuz yeah. I I don't want to I don't want to do this by myself anymore mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to go about this alone. However, I'm still not sure on like what what plan of action, and when I say plan of action, what literal steps can I take to get this stuff started or to do something that's in my brain, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I've been having a large amount of conversations with a lot of great people. Like, I've had people that came up to me out of the blue and, um, you know, just reached out to make sure everything was okay with me, um, asking if they could help in any manner. I've had extended conversations with people I already know and people of different races as well. And I see the battle that you're facing. It's really hard to figure out what's next for us because a lot of times, um, you know, history teaches us that there was a civil rights leader. There was a leader for each part of the movement and everything like that. It kind of feels like with the Black Lives Movement, who is the leader? It feels like everybody's just gathering and cultivating this, this trend of like, yo, prioritize black lives, but who's leading this movement? And when you look at the celebrities and you look at um, all this, you know, black artists and everything like that, they're supporting the movement, but they're not really showing us who the leader is. What is our plan going forward as a movement? Right. So um, with a lot of thinking, I've just been saying like, you know, what are we doing right now? Um, we're pretty much fighting the police brutality. And I think that we need to continue that and the only way to really make a change, I think, is to find some type of way to police the police. And mm. um, one of the thoughts that I had in mind was the same way they ticket us for breaking the laws and the same way we get sued and get jail time for doing what's wrong, they need to get that shit as well. But it needs to be in a format that's stricter because... These guys, they go to school to be a cop, right, or police academy, whatever. They have formal teaching of being a law officer, a a law-abiding officer. They know the law inside and out. They take an oath to uphold that law. So they need to be able to say without a doubt that they've acted um, within that law parameters throughout all their duties in that daily job, right? Mm -hmm. If you can't uphold the law that you've taken an oath to do, 
then maybe you don't need to be a cop. And if you're going to break that law, you need to be penalized immediately. So I was thinking, well, fuck it. First offense, second offense, third offense, like, let's start finding them. Start docking their bi-weekly paychecks. You know what I mean? Don't dock them on them yearly salary. Dock them on them bi-weekly paychecks until they got to go to their kid and be like, yo, I can't get you those new sneakers you wanted because I was a racist fuck at work. You know what I mean? I, I can't that's do good, this. That's a good, you good know, idea. Like, yeah, like, and then when too many instances occur or say, like, my analogy was speeding. If I'm speeding and I get a fine for $500, I'm not going to want to speed no more. That's going to deter me. But there's going to be certain instances where I can say, well, shit, ain't no cops around. Let me take the chance. Same thing's going to apply to them. All right, nobody's looking. Let me take the chance. But then what happens if I get into an accident because I was speeding and I killed somebody? Now, I got a vehicular homicide charge, right? Mm-hmm. So when the cop breaks the law, when nobody's looking, there's not much you can do. But when we catch them and that law has been broken even further than we would have thought, like if they was to get into an accident or something like that, now we can sit there and say, well, shit, you know better. Now that's an automatic 10 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It'll make them, it'll deter them even harder. You know what I mean? I feel like you have to deter them to a point where it's not even optional anymore. You can't. Yeah, it's like it's not even worth it. That mm-hmm. makes sense. See, I, I I'd want to, I want to get more, I want to get more like-minded people in the legislation and the bureaucracy, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I want more of people that want to make a change to learn how to do it from within. Because my friend Nicholas was saying. Earlier, the reason why he's becoming a cop is because he really wants to, you know, change shit. And you can't do all of the change from the outside. You got to have some ends. And you have to have people on the inside that want to have the, that have the same goals as you do. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe the same thing for it has to be like a simultaneous thing from all sides kind of thing get more into law enforcement, get more into making the laws and get more into the political system that mm-hmm. that works around all of this crap because if we get more into that, then we can understand how it works and it'll be easier to change it. And also, since a lot of these motherfuckers is dying out, instead of them just putting the people that they want to succeed them, we can do our part and because I, I, I should stop myself because I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be the one running for any political <laughs> shit. That's true. I, I hear you. I hear you. Like, I, don't think, I don't think I'll be a good politician, man. I can't stop cursing. It's part of my vernacular. I've learned how to utilize it. And sometimes you just got to say fuck, you know, yeah. to get your point across. If I can't do that, I have no. I, I can't be no politician. <laughs> I think. Um, I think what we need to do is like really learn the system inside and out, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're gonna take a test, you have to learn the information that's on the test so you can excel. So the legislative system, you know, the systems that aren't working in our favor, we need to learn them. So then we could put people in certain positions so that they can work in our favor. Um, like I was saying earlier, I think um, like the attorney general and certain other positions are appointed by somebody else 
who's appointing these positions. I don't fucking know. I think the police commissioner might be appointed. I'm not entirely sure. I think somebody in there is appointed. I don't know how that works. I think as a black male, we need to work inside that line of like, how do we get the right person elected into that position, right? That's the first step. And then how do we get the person who chooses the right person in that position, Yes. right? Start looking at like that climbing up the ladder because you're not automatically going to just get somebody that you think is going to pick the right people. You know what I mean? You have to right. put the right people running so that they can go ahead and start Im- Im- implementing that change, I guess. Right. So, so then how, how do we get that going? Because a lot of this is, a lot of these are great ideas and I want to figure out how to actually start enacting them because that's the challenge that I've been facing for a long time is just how do I start doing this? I think we have to use our sources right now. We're in the, the age of information is what they call it. So we have Google at our fingertips. We have, you know, libraries has always been a source of information. We have um, older people that we can use as a reference for information as well. We have so many tools at our disposal. It's just a matter of using it. Um, one of the things that kind of irks me, and actually, let me give this example right now. I'm not going to say no names, though, because I don't really want to point people out. Right. That's not my shtick. <laughs> but there was this friend of mine on Facebook who posted... Um, what is shutting down an app supposed to do to help the culture? I don't understand why they're doing this. It makes no sense. Now, he was referring to Blackout Tuesday. Yeah, that's what that's what I meant. Right. I... Yeah. And Blackout Tuesday, if you do your research, you'll find out what it's actually about. Now, my thing is, if you're going to sit there and type this status, you could just be typing that on Google. You could just find out the information. So immediately I wrote in there, and I'll be trying to hold myself back. I ain't going to hold you because, like, I don't want none of my information to come off in, like, this this evil way or condescending or anything like that. I don't want to be about this shit. I want to be nice and I want to be social and civil. So when I look at his status, I look at it for a grip, and I'm like, all right, I got to say something. (laughs) Yeah, I mean? (laughs) So I was like, yo, and I know him personally, so I was like, why don't you just go ahead and Google it? Why do you feel the need to add more confusion to the mix by posting it on social media. It'll be different if you was to go ahead and Google it and then come back and tell us why this is going on. So I did the work. I Googled it. I was like, here's the link. Go nuts. And then um, he responded back and he was just genuinely confused as to, because um, some black people were saying, hey, don't post this. Some black people were saying, post this. Some saying it doesn't help the cause. So he's like, and he's a Spanish guy. He's like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, all right, well, fuck, I forgot to turn that shit off. My fault. <laughs> um, he was like genuinely concerned. So I was like, you know, the confusion is now that some people are using the Black Lives Matter tag on the Blackout Tuesday tag. And that's confusing. The information that was presented to us in that article, it tells you what Blackout Tuesday was about and how they're using the music industry as whatever, you know, um, protests. So... I think what happens is so many people have become engulfed in just following shit that they don't even know what the fuck they're doing. And that's why I was like, you got to inform yourself. That's where you start at the age of information and people are not using that shit. I agree. Even though it's all around us. I think that, I think the fact that it's all around us and the ease of access, because we, me and my friend, me and my friend were just talking about this the other day. 
Remember mm-hmm. back when we would like um you watch anime? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. You ever streamed it online, like way back in the day? When the first, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know how hard <laughs> it was, and that you couldn't just there was no autoplay and nothing. And then <laughs> after you know Netflix came out, and we started you know with the streaming and just chilling in, on our couch. If mm-hmm. we have to go back to that, it's just the most hardest thing to get our hand, reach for the mouse, mm-hmm. and. Then, move to the next screen and all that and i feel like that's kind of the same thing that's happened with information since it's so easily and readily available mm-hmm. it's less there's less of a drive to go out and look for it because if yeah. you know if you know that google might have the answer to anything that you have are you really going to spend all your time looking for all the answers not really at least i don't think so um, interesting that you bring that up because there's people that would say, um, I would see like the status, yo, do you know if the Chinese spiders opened up? Do you know if the, um, uh, what time does Chili's close? What time does, you know, whatever. Mm. Like, yo, you type in, you don't even got to type in what time does it close. You don't got to type no full sentences. You just type in the name of the restaurant and Google be like, yo, here's the address. Here's the hours of operation. Yep. Here's the menu. Here's the website call directions, like all that shit, bro. So Weird. like. You really felt the need to just open up Facebook as opposed to just saying, you know, oh, you can even ask like Siri or Google or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you don't even got to fucking type the shit no more. You can just ask the um, automated, what's it called? The um, AI. You mm. know what I mean? So, like, it, it just bothers me so much how people choose to remain uninformed. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because it's, it's easier. Yeah. It's yes. literally at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it doesn't take much to take a minute to record something yeah honestly you're right and (laughs) i i guess uh i guess i would like to figure out if i can how to get the just the the process of critical thinking i want to popularize that if i can the act of critical thinking in and of itself and learning how to do that on a daily basis, I would love for that to be a thing. Just taking just a just a just mm-hmm. a second to think about something or to ponder on a different perspective and whatnot. But it doesn't seem as though critical thinking is the wave. It's you know, it's like it's that's mad work, son. <laughs> before you get to critical thinking, you gotta instill common sense. And that's a mm. whole nother, yeah. yo, don't get me started on that shit, bro. <laughs> I know, uh, and you're not, and the crazy thing is that you're not even the only one that says that. Some of the, some of the most intelligent people I know is like, bro, can you just, can y'all just think about this? Just, just think about this. This is literally common sense shit. This isn't rocket science. It's not hard. Why are you making this difficult? And I feel that. I, I, I feel that. Because if you, you're just talking to somebody, whatever, oh, and they say some stupid shit, then obviously you want to punch them in the face for saying something retarded. But do you do that? No. Because common sense dictates that you don't. Now, why can't people just have the common sense to think about what they say 
as well. Because we we ain't gonna go around punching people in the face. That's fine. But can we act that similar way when it comes to words? Because I don't know if people don't think about what they say, they don't care, or they just have no, not even the idea that it matters. Because it just seems like people just spewing shit out, especially on Facebook, with yeah. just arguing about this. Now, I, I refuse to argue with anyone on Facebook anymore. I refuse to do it. Because what the fuck is it going to do? Change your perspective? Right. So... I'm going to address that real quick, but we got to get back on topic. So here's the thing with that, because it's all about the, um, the endorphins, the dopamine kick that you get from social media, right? When you ask Google a question, Google doesn't flick your dopamine. When you do it on social media, you get reactions, you get likes, you get the, um, the happy face, the love, all those little different reactions you get that instant set of gratification that we've become accustomed to. So I think that's why people may more so deviate to asking Facebook for shit. It's their way of like satiating their attention, their attention uh, craving. They have to fixate on, you know, being relevant to, and validating their presence, I guess. I think that's what social media does for a lot of people. So I think, um, you know, just to go in line with what you're saying there, I think that common sense to kind of just actually formulate an actual thought is out the window because people rather have that attention. You get more attention that, by being stupid. Do you think that people are, are um, doing that with the Black Lives Matter movement? Not that, because I don't want to, you know, before shit gets crazy, <laughs> I, I want to, I don't want to say that there's, they're not allies or whatnot, but I do wonder, I do wonder about who is actually with the shits and who's just posting it. Because you bring up a valid point, and which brings back, which brings us back to the original topic that we were talking about, and how... How do you how do you how do you go about this in this day and age where you can't really like in order to verify that a source mm -hmm. is unbiased, you have to do research on that source and blah, blah, blah. So how do you keep your sanity while trying to work together with people to achieve a common goal when you may not even know if you can trust the people that you're talking to? Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And pretty much. To dismantle an organization, you can either crush it physically, and if you can't crush it physically, you can infiltrate the organization and crush it from the inside, mm. right? I think there are a lot of posers out there, and I actually made a post about this. I call them bandwagoners, culture vultures, and clout chasers that are just doing all this Black Lives Matter posting to infiltrate the system. There's been um, other people who have been second seconding my uh, thought there. There was people saying that, um, be careful. Um, cops are actually starting riots or white people are actually starting riots. They're going around smashing glasses, which leads to black people looting and then white people looting as well. Mm. If the shit's already broke, it's like, oh shit, well, I'm Jordan as I want it. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's that act of right. starting it. So they're infiltrating the system to break us down internally. And then who's getting on the press? Oh, these black people had a protest and then they started looting. When they say, and then they started looting, they don't allude to the blacks, the Latinos, the whites, all the people that was cooperating with that looting aspect. They just summon them black people up because they were protesting. You know what I mean? So yes, a lot of people are out there putting on a front. Um, how do I deal with it personally? I look at the people that I know and I've been watching their social media pages and I have not seen them post anything or I have seen some people post something. If you wasn't there with us in the beginning, I question why. And then I watch the progress because I start posting shit now and I'm trying to encourage you to speak out. I um, put whatever posts and whatever social media outlet to get certain people's attention. Like I can see you watching my shit. Instagram tells me when you're watching my shit. Snapchat tells me when you're watching my shit. I can see you liking my shit on Facebook. So now when I say white people need to speak up and you don't speak up, it's like, yo, I didn't give you a chance. So now what am I to think? I think that silence equals compliance. And maybe that's just narcissistic of me to think that somebody should listen to me or, you know, speak out, whatever. It could be an ego trip. But I think that no matter what, they should speak. I don't care if you don't agree with the same views that I have. I don't care. I want you to speak up and let your voice be heard. Whether you agree or disagree, let your shit be heard. Don't be afraid to lose fans, followers, etc., etc. Don't be afraid that people are going to, like, unfollow you because you spoke your opinion. Use that First Amendment. Speak what you got to speak. Be heard. And if I don't fuck with your shit, I want a chance to have that conversation to say, yo, what's up? Why can't we meet? Because, like, the thing is, bro, I don't fucking understand racism. Mm. I don't. Me neither. I, like, I've looked at the definition. It states that one race is superior to the next. But, like, how? Why? Like, I've right. never seen Darwin say anything about, like, oh, the white people are more primed to be successful in life because this, that, and the third, and the blacks are going to be successful, or, you know, like, the survival rate increases if you're black. Like, I've never seen anything like that from Darwin. So how the fuck is your race superior to mine? I don't understand. Very good question. I like that. Because, I mean, but if to anyone who thinks somewhat logically, it doesn't make sense at all. You're looking at somebody, and while we all may have judgments based on past experiences, we're really, really just going to be like, mm, you're a little too dark for me. Nah, I, I, I don't like you. Like, <laughs> what? What even goes on? Well, because this one time, you know, this, this black person did this to me, and my mom always said that black people was blah, 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 and that just proved it. I was just like, yo, shut the, shut the fuck up. What? 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 You know, mm -hmm. And this is why this is why I enjoy situations where you have to get to know new people and mm -hmm. I don't want to necessarily say that intoxication is involved but <laughs> you know it it always seems like if you're able to have a mind altering substance you know there's a there's a little bit more communication going we we talk way more when we're drunk. We may not hear what we're saying, but we talk a lot more when we're drinking and we communicate a lot more. So that just means that that's what we want to do. And I'm I, I love I love communication in general. So 
being a racist is just someone who, number one, never really communicated with a person of color. And when I say communicate, I don't mean like hasn't talked to them, but you haven't stood there and fucking listened. You haven't shut up and shut your thoughts up and actually listened to what someone else is saying outside of your viewpoint. That's mm-hmm. it's kind of, and, and it's and it's kind of crap. And mm-hmm. now I'm not even because my mind my mind does this thing where it has to try to understand everything and all the perspectives and how to really dismantle an argument and what that person was thinking and why they came to that conclusion. It has to do all of that, but I'm getting so tired of just the same rhetoric over and over when it leads to pretty much... Um, it's like a... What's the word? Like a like a apathy, I guess, towards... Mm-hmm. Towards people of color, it's just like, eh, you know, at the on the worst, at the at the extreme ends of the spectrum, you got the racists and everyone, and the other motherfuckers just on some apathy shit. Where it's like, I, I mean, I don't really care, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter. There's other shit going on, la la la, and that that kind of I I don't even know if apathy is the right word, but whatever. That kind of <laughs> apathy just. It, 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 it gets to me because all you need to do, honestly, and this is for anyone who wants to understand anyone at all, just shut the fuck up and listen. That's it. Mm. That's all you got to do. And if they say something that you don't fuck with, great, cool, you disagree, congratulations, move on. If it's something that's really bad, okay, now you know that you can't really hang out and be chill with that person. Exactly. But you can't understand any of this or you won't get to know any of this if you already, if you only live by your um, preconceptions of of what that what yeah. that person is and how they are, it's annoying. I get that. I get that. Um, I don't think I answered your first question right away because I got onto the little tangent about racism and shit. But um, the question was pretty much how do I deal with um, pretty much the culture vultures and all that shit like that. So I think um, just I try not to share any shit that relates to white people fighting for the culture. Because I've seen it. I went on Twitter and I've seen um, this white girl holding a drill to um, a wooden plank that they was putting in place of a broken window. And the construction guy let her do this shit. Her boyfriend took a picture and she goes, okay, thanks, babe. You know, BML or whatever. And got in the car and took off. Like, that shit, you will never see that on my social media. I am not giving that shit the time of the day because it's taking place of something that's more relevant that I could be posting and more informative. Um, I've seen some other crazy shit. I can't even remember what the fuck it was. Um, oh, some they were saying how people are putting, uh, white men are putting bricks in the streets so black people can use them as like whatever um, weaponry or whatever. It's like, yo, I'm not sharing none of that shit. And that's kind of how I'm dealing with all of that. As far as like the people I know personally, I'm not going to take it any way. Like, if you don't actually... You know, because I've seen people like all of a sudden they started posting a black screen today. Like, nah, you would yeah. you post a black screen, but you didn't say Black Lives Matter. You know what I mean? And then if you do post a screen, if you do post a black screen with Black Lives Matter, I'm thinking you're trying to hurt the culture now. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're doing it the wrong way. You right. know what I mean? If you wasn't there a couple of days ago. You didn't say nothing about George Floyd dying. Like the act in general is fucking disgusting. 
I've never seen any cop put his knee on a man's neck for eight minutes and forty six seconds. For real, I've never seen that, regardless of race. I haven't. If that I haven't watched the video. And I people, won't. Yeah, if that shit happened to white people, they'd be fucking furious. If it happened to a cop, they'd be furious as well. So it's like the act in general is fucking disgusting and needs to be corrected. Mm. It's sad that it happened to a black man, but y'all can't be having your police officers do that shit. And I know a lot of people keep getting it confused. It's like, blue lives matter, all lives matter, black lives matter. But it's like, I'm going to say that for sure for later. But um, just to you know, touch on it briefly, if that was to happen to any of those people from those parties, you would be furious and you would want to know why this happened. And that's how we feel as Black Lives Matter. Why did this happen and how can we fix it? So when y'all come in here and y'all start fighting for the culture, that's not acceptable. I don't want to see, like, if y'all want to be racist in y'all off time, fine, do it. But now I'm going to judge y'all a certain way because I can't trust myself around y'all. If I was the one with the knee on my neck and y'all the people that's not supporting Black Lives Matter from the jump, I'm going to assume you're going to be the one holding the camera watching Taekwon die. I'm going to assume you're not going to intervene, so I'm not going to trust myself around you. See, that's what uh, that's what I've been gripping myself with. Like, if I was there, would I have had the strength to intervene and if i couldn't would i just record that because i i feel i would definitely feel guilty if i didn't do anything however i would feel even more guilty if i just recorded that shit for mm-hmm. me personally i would feel way more guilty if i just recorded it and let it rock i don't even if it's even if it's for evidence purposes and we have it videotaped now excuse me there's there's just something about watching that and not doing anything was just fucking it 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 really bothers me. Uh he ever and I and I don't mean to keep going back to anime, but you ever seen Psychopaths? <laughs> no. Well, there's um pretty much they live in the society, in this perfect society mm-hmm. that governs what you do and your status and whatnot by your mental state. And there's not anything that's allowed to happen or that there's nothing that happens quote unquote that is outside of the norm and people have gotten so used to this uh to you know this rating system where there so there was this hacker that was able to um get through like get past the rating system and he was a, and how he tested it was he went on the street with a hammer and just started bashing someone's head in like a physical person started bashing their head in and everyone was just looking around on some, Oh wow. This is a great show. Wow. I mean, this, this can't be real. This is just some great entertainment right here. And I don't, I don't want to get like that with this to just record and just watch what's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, again, get into this place, the, this um, complacency, kind yeah. of my kind of mindset where me recording something or being a bystander to it is enough right so i don't know if you ever use your cell phone to record anything i don't know how long you've ever held your cell phone in your hand at one point but if you're actually recording something i just like you said you try to go through the same process of figuring and understanding shit so i, I try to do the same thing so if I walk by and I see a man on the ground and I start recording the whole incident by like four minutes and this man got his knee on another man's neck. 
about four minutes, five minutes, my phone starting to feel a little heavy in my hand. You know what I mean? Mm. And that guilt should be building up too. But four or five minutes, you holding that shit, and three minutes later, in 46 seconds, a man died. It's like, you could have dead ass just put the phone away like, yo, enough is enough, man. Yo, hey, my man, you see this shit over here? Let's police the police. Let's police the police. Because the way that sidewalk was set up, it got to be more people than the fucking four officers. You know what I mean? Word. It's got to be at least six, seven other people watching this shit. It's like, hey, yo, put your phone down. Let's fucking push this cop off. Like, yeah, we might get a little bit of jail time, but this shit is right, son. This shit is right to stop the police. Word. You know what I mean? The man said he can't breathe a thousand times. Come on. Like, you know what I mean? Right. That's what needs to happen, and that needs to be okay. If you stop the cop from doing some illegal shit, you shouldn't even get no jail time. Well, you shouldn't, but the way things are working now, it's not mm-hmm. it's not how that you would definitely like obstruct the obstruction of justice or some bullcrap like that, get charged mm-hmm. with something just for trying to help save a man's life. And exactly. and it's shit like that which makes me understand why there's just all this blind rage, not even blind rage, just immense rage. And there's there's no way to really funnel it and it's just coming out in this explosive manner how do you feel about the rise by the way i should ask okay um let's separate it let's identify the protesters as protesters rioters as rioters looters as looters because the same person may be doing all the same things but not everybody in that group is doing all those actions right okay so if I'm an individual that's at a protest and I see they start rioting, if I go the fuck home, don't tie me in with the rioters because I wasn't there. If I do start destroying property, which is rioting, going, you know, being unruly, but I don't steal anything, don't loop me in with the fucking looters because I ain't do that shit. You feel me? Mm. So let's separate all of that. You know what I mean? And let's stop saying like, all right, well, this property was destroyed because these black people don't know how to protest. Let's stop tying everything in like that. The riots happen for different reasons. People keep talking about, oh, they fucked up that target. Do you know why that target was fucked up? Because the motherfuckers was protesting. They got maced. They needed to fucking wash the mace out. They went to go buy milk. Target was not letting them niggas buy milk. And I don't mean to say niggas on the Black Lives Matter. It's just my way of talking. My no, I, I feel but, that. I, I struggle with that too, bro. Watch it. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> but they fuck around and, like, they wasn't selling the milk. So everybody in here was like, well, fuck this store, man. You ain't going to sell us no milk. And now right. I'm going to take it. Fuck you. Fuck you. My eyes hurt. Fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why that fucking store was destroyed. But it had nothing to do with the protest. It had to do with the aftermath, the byproduct of the protest. You know what I mean? I see. So don't sit there and go from state to state saying, hey, they did it over there. They started the protest, then they started rioting, then they started looting. We're going to follow the same thing in the next state. Like, nah, nah, it ain't need, no need for all of that shit. Walk in that. peace. Walk in peace. This, all right, so I get that, and yet my brain is still saying peace time is over. You know, my, my brain has a hard time with the whole stay peaceful thing because and and you don't you don't really know me like that but anyone who knows me I'm not a fighter I don't be fighting I've never gotten into a fight every time I got into an altercation I use my wit and my humor to get out of it you know mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just not someone who you will see who you would picture necessarily doing any kind of physical confrontation shit however 
this past couple weeks has been really racking my brain as to how longer can we continue to remain this peaceful because we've been for the most part like this fucking years and the shit still happens son shit still happens the same thing in the fucking 60s we protested now except mm-hmm. they ain't hanging motherfuckers from trees anymore like all right great a step in the right direction but all this other fucking shit is still going on how do i how do i convince myself that peace is still the fucking right way because uh it's getting it's getting harder to honestly and i'm mm-hmm. not trying to i'm not trying to say that i want to be on some Let's go fuck shit up on some violent shit, but god damn it, it's it's hard to find another solution, or at least for me, it is. All right, I, I get that. I get that. My thing is, I I like to use logic to solve a lot of problems, and I like to look at different perspectives, and that's why you know we do what we do in our podcast. We mm. look for many different perspectives and try to figure out how can somebody go about you know doing whatever, whatever, whatever. So. Jails are already overpopulated or populated with a lot of freaking black people in there, right? Right. Why do we need to keep protesting and getting violent about the protesting so we can put more black people behind bars? Like, now, mind you, the people that's already there, they did whatever crimes, but we don't need to add to it by taking more of us off the streets. If we take more of us off the streets, then we can't really stand unified, can we? It's kind of hard when you have less people there. Fair enough. Right? Especially if you put like the people that's organizing these um, protests and whatever other situations, if you put the leaders behind the bars, it's going to really be hard to assimilate, right? So Fair my point. thing is, we cannot take anything by force. We would like to think that, right? Like, you really think that's? I, I don't want to interrupt you, but you really no, think that ahead. that's impo- You really think that's impossible to take things by force? So. Let me see if I give you an example. Um, say you're at work, right? Mm-hmm. And you know we do the serving job or whatever. Say you don't like a rule that's at work. You think if you... No, matter of fact, say you don't like the table that left you that tip. They didn't leave you enough money on that, right? Mm. It's been a lot of times where you just didn't get what you thought you deserved because you value your service at a certain level. You think if you go outside and beat that motherfucker up, you're going to get the tip that you deserved? No. No. <laughs> that is true. That right. is true. Right. But oh. what can you do to get a better tip? Maybe you could evaluate your service. Maybe you could ask that person, hey, man, you know, I thought I deserved this, that, and the third. Why did you feel the need to tip me this? Was it my service? Did I not come fast enough to you? Could I have done anything better to improve your stay at whatever restaurant? that's one way of talking, solving that problem of why I didn't get a better tip. So now you know you're more geared to prepare to succeed in the future. So I feel like as far as us fighting brutality with brutality, you're not going to solve anything because at the end of the day, they're not changing any rules or laws or legislations or anything like that. We can go out there and say, hey, man, we believe in equality, you know, and we're going to fight you to the, to the bone, son. And mm. then they're going to look at us like, all right, we'll fight you, but we ain't changing shit. Now what? Mm. So, okay. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. And my question 
is now let's say that person that didn't tip you, mm-hmm. let's say they keep coming in to the restaurant and they specifically ask for you. Mm-hmm. And every single time they come, you know you ain't going to get tipped no matter how good your service is. And this has been happening repeatedly. Let's say you worked at a spot for like five years and you had the same customer come in every week on your mm-hmm. Friday or whatever, needy as fuck, always needing shit, la, 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 la. And you never get a tip, right? Mm-hmm. After about five years of that shit, are you wrong for finally just wilding on the motherfucker? Be like, yo, what the fuck is your problem? You never fucking tip me, and I give hold you the on, best fucking service. Right there, hold on. I'm gonna <laughs> <cut you off. laughs> yes, you are wrong for that because that's like the same thing of saying like, yo, a cop is doing his job, and then five years of doing his job, he's unsatisfied with the um whatever his daily day duties are. He's unsatisfied, and he wants to wild out on one of the people that he's supposed to be arresting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now he, he's having a bad day. He's furious. His wife left him. The kids went with the wife. The wife took the dog in the house as well. He mad as hell. He want to give it to somebody real quick. You know what I mean? Right, okay, but that's... So, like, the reason why I'm saying that is because as a server, wilding out on a guest ain't part of your fucking job description. Just like for the cop, I fair that's enough. not part of his job description. So, yes, you are wrong for doing that shit. And so is that fucking cop. All right. Fair enough. Fair point. It's not in your job job description. You're right. Right? It's not in your job description. So then... So then as black people, quote-unquote, what is in our job description then? You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's what I was getting at. You know, it's it's the consistency of the bullshit... And the either the increasing of it or transformation of it to something else over all this time that's leading to this that's culminating to this thing. So my question is, what is our and job description is a little crude, nah, I got but you, I got you. yeah, our responsibility. There you go. Because being black isn't a job. Word. What is our responsibility? Well, what is the responsibility of any citizen? That's first, right? Um, we have to uphold the law as well. We're not supposed to break the law, whatever. But as a black man, black woman, black person, whatever, you are looked at heavily because we're heavily discriminated against. So we have to act a little bit nicer, unfortunately. But if you don't want to die, you kind of got to do that shit. You know what I mean? Um, Isn't that... Every time I get pulled over, I got my license, registration, and all that shit because I don't want this motherfucker trying to think about searching the car. I got that shit right here. Here you go. What's up? What did I do wrong? You know what I mean? That's part of being black. White people, they be like, I, I, I don't know why you stopped me. Um, no, my taillight's not broke. Oh, if, is it? Is, all right. I'll get it fixed on Monday. Can I just go? I have to go. You know, my wife's at the hospital. Boom. Out of the ticket. I'm going to get that ticket regardless because I'm black and I drive a luxury car. Fuck it. I work. Here's my shit. Go on with your day, officer. Don't ask me no fucking unnecessary questions. No, I'm not drinking. Leave me the fuck alone. No, I don't fit the fucking profile. Leave me the fuck alone. I just want to go home safely. You know what I mean? Right. Black people, we got to do a little extra. We got to do a little extra because that's our responsibility for being black. It sucks, but if you don't want to fucking die, go to jail, anything like that, you kind of got to go out of your way to fucking appease these motherfuckers until we go ahead and change whatever processes and procedures we need to change so they don't fucking act like that. 
You know what I mean? We need to fucking find a way to open up those doors so we can tell them, like, yo, y'all acting the wrong way. And the way I've been trying to tell my white friends, the ones that are listening to me, I'm like, yo, y'all need to support this movement. Don't fucking text me talking about, I support you, I love you, I'm sorry this is a hardship. Don't fucking text me that shit. Go on your social media, go into them fucking racism chats and them supremacist chats and fucking stand up for black people right fucking there. You know what right. I mean? Go out to you know your friends that's being racist all the time. Go talk to them because they the problem. I'm not. I'm just trying to get my equal rights. You know what I mean? Word. So don't fucking tell me you love me. Go show me that shit. You know what I mean? Go so, show that shit for my whole culture, my whole community. Don't show it to just me. So we have. So you're saying that we have a responsibility as black people to uphold the highest standard of acting or not even acting, um, of behavior. You know what I'm saying? To make a make a better example of what of what the standards should because because I don't so want to think totally... about it because it's, it's different times right so as of right now the black man is perceived as a gangbanger a drug dealer a criminal mm-hmm. off the rip that's what we're Word. perceived as it wasn't the same when Martin Luther King was walking we was perceived as something else. And I wasn't there, so I can't exactly tell you what it was. But as of right now, that is what they think of us. So now we got to show them, like, yo, I'm not that. Man, I don't went to Harvard. I done got three degrees. You know what I mean? I got this car because I got a nice-ass job. I work at Google. I work at Apple, whatever. You know what I mean? I can show you that I'm not who you think I am. I don't fit that description. Yeah, I'm driving through Newark in a nice-ass car, but I'm just trying to get to Pennsylvania where I live. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. So you got to, as a black man, black woman, black person, you have to make sure you don't fit that description. You know what I mean? It's harder. It's challenging. We shouldn't have to worry about being in the wrong place at the right time or the right place at the wrong time. We shouldn't have to worry about shit like that. But we do. As you see, my boy couldn't even jog peacefully. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, it's fucked up because it's kind of like, and I don't know if this is, this might be a shitty analogy, but that's kind of like telling, you know, a, 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 a woman to dress more modestly just so that shit doesn't may not happen to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, you, you don't know. You don't know who, who you're going to meet, blah, 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 this and that. And it's like, damn, that's that's not right. That's fucked up. It's not right. And at the end of the day, it's like, you got to gamble, son. Like... If you mm. want to fucking dress with your pants sagging as a black man and you want to have all these tattoos and you want to wear your hat to the back, if you want to do all that shit, you're going to fit that profile. I'm sorry. Damn, man. No, you're right. You're right. I, you're I right. can't explain it. it it's, it's your life. I can't tell you how to live this shit. I can just only tell you how they looking at us and how right. not to get them to look at us that way. You know what I mean? I can't tell that woman walking down the street what to wear. Wear whatever you want. You have the freedom to do that. You know what I mean? If somebody comes up and harms you, that's on them. You did nothing wrong. Same thing for us. We get pulled over. We get slapped upside the head with the with the uh, billy club. That ain't on us. That's on them. They acting inappropriately. But it's, but from your logic, it is kind of it would be on us if we exacerbated that mentality mentality that they have by dressing and acting a certain way. That's what falls on us, is what you're saying. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that it'll be our fault. 
it's never going to be our fault as long as we're doing what we're supposed no, no, to no, do. No, no, it's not our fault. It's like our res- it's it's our responsibility. Like it in in a in a sense, in a sense, we are responsible for how we are perceived by how we look and how we dress and whatnot. And it may not be our fault if something happens to us. However, that would be the consequence for, you know, not not dressing or acting a certain kind of way. It's just okay. a consequence of... I don't want to say it's a consequence because that kind of deems it as something that's definitely going to happen. If you get a bottle of medicine to, you know whatever whatever it says possible side effects right so let's consider that possible side effects possible consequences right okay but i don't generally fit the description of the rowdy black person who deals drugs and whatever whatever i wear my pants sagging because i fucking do whatever um i have a nipsey hustle shirt on you know what i mean like i have tattoos but they're covered up i get pulled over I'm talking to that officer in the nicest manner possible. Hi, officer. How are you doing today? What is the reason you stopped me? Here's my shit, by the way. I have it already prepared for you. You know what I mean? Some people get pulled over and they're like, yo, what the fuck you want? Yo, why are you here, pig? Some people act like that, bro. Nah, yeah, yeah. Some people do the most. What I'm saying is, as a citizen, you're supposed to uphold the law, right? And... Mm. When you're getting questioned by a law-abiding officer, it would be in your best interest not to disrespect that law officer. As a black citizen, when you generally fit the profile, they've already made up their mind on you. So it's up to you if you want to fit that profile. I can't tell you how to live your life. But once you fit that profile, there's some things that may possibly happen. I don't know if they're going to hit you with the billy club. I don't know if they're going to hit you with a crazy-ass fine. I don't know if they're going to be watching for your car riding around through the hood every time you ride through. I don't know. That's on them. We can't control what they do. All we can do is be in control of who we are and what we're doing at that moment. So I can't be responsible for what someone does to me. I can be responsible for what I do or what I do to somebody else. Mm. All right, that's a fair point. That's something to ponder on because 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 now I just uh, now I'm just thinking about how how righteous is how righteous is it to feel a certain kind of way and what use does that do and all you you definitely got you definitely got me thinking honestly. <laughs> Um, to be honest, this is gonna, this is a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end my, my part right here because this is a really good spot to end because this is real, that was, that was really poignant. And I'm honestly at a loss for words right now because I need to really, I really need to process that, bro. That, because, because I don't, I don't want to make it. I don't want to feel as though I need to do extra just to fucking survive. But it's like, well, motherfucker, you kind of have to, you know. Same thing with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Like he had to become something that he maybe didn't want to be. Maybe he just wanted to fucking be a person that lived their life successfully and didn't have to worry about, you know, fighting for civil rights. But it was bestowed upon him. It's like, yo. 
this shit ain't right, son. Something got to give. Let's fix Word. this. But at the same time, like you said, you just kind of want to live your life. You don't want to have to do extra. He did so much extra for us. So we don't have to do as much later on type shit. He saw a problem with the world and he wanted to fix it. You know what I mean? And that's kind of how we have to go with this right now. It's like, yo, what's the smartest way to handle this situation? Right. It, it ain't about how rough and how brutal we can get. What's the smartest way to fix this situation? Really? It ain't going to be how many times we share this hashtag. It ain't going to come down to that. It ain't going to come down to how many people march in these streets. It ain't going to come down to that. What that Million Man March did is solidify black people as a unity, right? And he showed, hey, man, we, we got some numbers here. Y'all should be scared. We got some numbers. Everything is digital now. They know where the people is at. They got the census telling you how many black people is in this area. And if they gathered up, this might be a problem here or whatever. You know, let's fuck around and put liquor stores in their hood. And let's put the crack cocaine in their hood. So they, you know, they, they're not ready to for war at that point. We're going to fucking give them a handicap. So they can't really, you know, unify against us. We're going to do that. Um... So now it's like, what's the smartest way? Yeah, I mean, now the government, they got some high-tech shit. They got drones. They got, they got bombs. They got all that type of shit. If they really want to take it to the hood, they can take it to the hood. But what's the 9 millimeter going to do to the drone? You know what I mean? Like, right. And if you do kill a drone, all right, cool. We're going to send another one. Right. Because by the whole time, something, let me see. T.I. said this. He was like, yo, for the longest time as hip-hop uh, representative, we have been curating the culture by, you know, celebrating, going to the clubs, making music, this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. Now, the fight is at our doorstep. We still realize that the police brutality is there. You know, they done stole the culture from us, and they try to recreate their own. Um, they do all these things to hurt us, but, like, for all this time that we've been curating our culture and making it something that we're proud of, they've been plotting against us, bro. Mm. They've been plotting us whole time. And now they well prepared and we not. We just playing catch up again. You know what I mean? And I look at it as like 400 years ago, so we were slaves. We still playing catch up from that because this country was already designed and fitted for the people that actually lived here. So we still playing catch up. I was telling one of these um, people I was talking to the other day, I was like, yo, don't forget, women didn't even have a right to vote. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So y'all still playing catch up too. Like, y'all, y'all trying to break through the glass ceiling at the jobs and shit like that. Y'all trying to get equal pay as men. Y'all trying to get, um, you know, permission. Not even permission. Y'all trying to get the right to do whatever y'all see fit with y'all bodies. You know what I mean? So a lot of people are fighting. But this country is not budging the way we think is on budge. No matter how much force you put out there, you got to be smarter and getting what you want. Then I guess the next question for the next time we talk would be how to do that, how to focus on a goal and an outcome, and where do you start? And where where do you start and how do you start going about it? Because I feel like that at this moment would be the most pertinent question to ask anyone at at this time that's just watching all of this. Mm -hmm. What is the plan of action? What is and when I say plan of action, as in oh, we're waking up at this time, we're doing this, you're gonna do that, I'm gonna do this while you do that, and then if that doesn't happen, then we need to do this and that and blah blah blah. That's that's what I want to figure out now because 
I um, mm-hmm. I don't want to say I'm tired of talking because I will continue to talk about I will t- continue to talk about what I think is important. However, I need to be able to also put some action behind it. You know, put some put something behind it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it, we've been talking for a long ass time, man, and it's it's about time to get some kind of action done. That's the only reason why I was all about this. You know, like, well, yo, motherfuckers want to burn some shit down. Like, all right, cool. If you got a plan for, you know, what you mm-hmm. burning down, you know, I'm let me let me listen. If I fuck with yeah. it, you know, I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right, you know, but oh. I, I haven't heard, I haven't heard anything that's, you know, that I feel will make a make a big impact in the long run. I mean, immediately right now, you know, this is some loud shit. Shit is going down and it's popping off. Mm-hmm. I want. To keep that momentum, however, we can't just keep on burning down shit. So I wanna, like, how do we keep this fire burning, but you know, transform it to like a like a pure flame kind of shit that only burns the evil out. That's that's what I wanna do. You know, like just get mm-hmm. rid of all this fucking bullshit. If we need to, if we need to get rid of some, get rid of some of the things in the foundation, then we can do that. However, I don't think that we need to. I don't think that we need to burn the entire thing only because then that means that we're going to need to build up something entirely new. And in order to do that with a country, we need to be way more united and more, more specific on the goal. If we're going to dismantle the entire, entire fucking thing, because dismantling shit means that you're going to have to build everything back up from scratch. And, and I mean, you know, after a forest burns down, yeah, sure, Mother Nature could do a thing and build it back up, but how long does that shit fucking take? A long time. Yeah. yeah. And it's not going to be enough. the same as before. Anyways, so, so what do we, like, how do you just, how, I want to I wanna figure out how to direct the anger and focus it on moves that can make a change instead of just running off of the anger and then you get burned out. And then you can't do shit no more. You know well, that's I mean? the thing. Like the anger is a short fuel source. You know, it's really volatile, but it's short lasted. Once everything calms down, my main thing is, once this isn't trending anymore, you can't grab any more attention. You can't get any more clout from Black Lives Matter. Like you said, what happens next? You know what I mean? Right. And um, my friend was like talking about this a little bit earlier today when I was on the phone with him. He was like, I want to try to find a way to can to show some type of continuity with this, you know, like maybe every week post a Black Lives Matter thing on social media or something to remind you guys that we still fighting this fight, you know, or like when you get cued into like certain people's elections or whatever, or elections of your state or whatever, remind people, influence your black community, go out there and do something like that. Like it's gotta be some type of direction, like you said. So um, I think what what I ended up breaking down to him was like, if you're going to be some type of activist, you got to devote your life to that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people are cut out for that shit. I think we all, because, like, I think we all just, like, temporary activists for the moment type shit. Like, you really got to eat, sleep, and breathe that, you know, eat, sleep, and breathe that shit to the point where it's like, all right, as soon as I wake up on social media, oh, you're not with the cause? Let me see if I can convert you. Yo, my man's, you with the cause? All right, cool. Try to convert these five people real quick. We need to get some unity going on. All right, cool. Um, let me go ahead and actually go out and people talk to the people at whatever public venue. Let me go do that. You know what I mean? Let me prepare this speech. You always on gold mode type shit. And I don't think anybody's really ready for that kind of lifestyle right now. So 
we can't leave it to the celebrities, though. That's a fact. They got all the time in the world, all the money in the world, and we can't leave it to them because they ain't doing shit. That's Damn. a fact. It has to be done by a focus group. And I think it might have been a little bit easy in the past. You had Black Panther Party and everything like that. It might have been a little bit easier because they was actually going through such a hard struggle. Now, if there was police brutality every single day in every single city, you're going to see a lot of motherfuckers rise up a lot more often. You know what I mean? But now this shit happens every couple months. It's like, oh, yeah, Black Lives Matter. Let's send that tweet out. Let's send that out. It ain't the same. You know what I mean? Like, so when they was doing the Black Panther Party, they saw that injustice every single day. And they was like, yo, we got to stop this shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why it was easier for them to eat, sleep, and breathe the fucking activist lifestyle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you can be I an activist in different that. ways, though, I think. I don't know. I've never been one. Yeah, me mm-hmm. neither. I, I would just assume that it's a fucking lifestyle choice at that point. You know what well, I mean? because well, it, well, you yeah. know what? Because, let me put it this way: for our cause, it's a lifestyle choice. Okay, I can see that. Because you could yeah. be an activist for for the environment. The environment really ain't going nowhere like that rapidly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, niggas is building houses and shit. Motherfuckers is building houses and shit. And uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, and um. You know, you can try to slow that down or you try to get some gates around certain perimeters to protect the environment. I get that. But that's not maybe as full-time as I would like to think. I think the Black Lives activists would have to be in overtime all the time. Yeah. In overtime all the time, all right. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, because you can... Well, yeah. I mean, if you do take on the whole mantle, then... Because, like, if either of us was to continue posting consistently every single week, you know, Black Lives Matter, that type of stuff, then eventually our podcast would be a podcast about, you know, black shit. Mm-hmm. That's, that's eventually just what time. would happen. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It becomes you. The job becomes you. But even so, like, if you post that stuff all the time, then you got to follow up with that because everybody's going to be like, Yo, why are you always posting this? I don't see nothing else. Mm-hmm. Now you really got to go out in the community and show your ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it becomes you. And I, you can't have no part-time with this. Like, if we're really fighting for a cause. I think, you know, with everything that's been going on, it seems like there's... I don't want to talk about racism because racism doesn't really seem to be the problem directly. I think um, the police brutality is a direct problem of the racism. Mm-hmm. Okay? If that makes sense. Because when the Black Lives Matter started... I want to say it was like, you know, Trayvon and then the system not working for him. And then you had Eric Gardner and all these other people in the system not working and all this other stuff like that. But it was mostly the cops doing this shit to us type shit. So I think the police brutality is the main thing that we need to be triggered after, focused on. Let's figure that shit out first because you're not going to conquer racism overnight. Racism is a state of mind. You can't just tell people, yo, don't be racist no more and they're going to do it. You know what I mean? They've been programmed from the day they were put into this earth. Like, yo, don't like black people. Why? Because they're black. That's why. All right, fine. I'm not going to like black people. You know what I mean? We can have that racism conversation later. Because there's certain people that's like supremacists. They're not changing their fucking minds. Right. We got to take a different approach for them. But then there's racism that's just been taught. And you can unteach that. You know what I mean? So that should be like a different focus. Or maybe we need like a multifaceted approach, like T.I. said, we need something like that. Um, because 
maybe you need one group over here fighting that police brutality while the other people is trying to retrain white people like, yo, we ain't that bad. We mm. just want to be equal. I don't know. What are you going to do? Like, start hosting classes? You know what I'm saying? Like, black people ain't that bad, one-on-one. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yo, you would probably have to retrain them, though, like, for real, though. Like, you, if, even though we're laughing at it, you might have to, like, do something like that. Like, yo, listen, here's right from wrong. Right from wrong is black and white. It's written right there. It tells you if somebody does this act, they're wrong, right? So if a black person does that act, he's wrong. If a white person does that act, they're wrong. Don't mm-hmm. fucking assume that I'm wrong because I'm black. That's the wrong way of thinking. You know what I mean? We might have to, I don't know. Like, it's got to be some type of way, but it all starts with fucking communication, bro. And I want to let you speak. But I need to talk in that communication shit too. So you want to add something real quick? Well, I mean, I'm all about it, definitely. Okay. Like okay. I like I said earlier. Uh, but you know, what what do you have to add? All right. And I said I was going to talk about the all lives, blue lives, and black lives as well. So I'll just tie that all into one. All right. Black lives matter. Blue lives matter. All lives matter. Right. Right. They're fucking protests to a protest from a protest. Right. So when I say black lives matter, and you say blue lives matter, blue lives matter gets backed up by all lives matter. Now it's two matters against one matter. It's not fucking fair. All lives matter should encompass all those fucking lives. Black lives, blue lives, all lives, Chinese, whatever. All that shit should be all in one type shit. The problem is when I say black lives matter, you hear black lives matter and nobody else fucking matters. That's not right. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we need to prioritize black lives because black lives are in danger. All lives fucking matter. You're fucking right. You've heard it here. All lives do matter. We want equality. Listen to us. Don't fucking protest me back. Listen to what I'm saying. Understand where I'm coming from. I want the, the same rights that you got. I want to be able to jog through the park. I want to be able to fucking... Listen to my music loud in the car and not get pulled over and they want to search your trunk thinking I got 40 keys on me. You know what I mean? I mm. want to be able to do the shit y'all do. I want to be able to go bird watching. Right? Like, Word. don't fucking harass me. I don't want nobody kicking in my door talking about, oh, we got a warrant to search this property. Meanwhile, old boy is in jail and you just shot my girlfriend. I don't want none of that shit. No. Treat me equally. So when I say Black Lives Matter, I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm trying to say, listen, man, some shit going on over here, and we don't like that. Y'all say all lives matter. Come fucking help my black ass then. Word. You know what I mean? Listen, understand. That's how we're going to get back and forth with each other. So if there's some type of um, racist person that's, like, debating, yo, why white people are better, I want to listen. I want to hear what you got to say. Word? I want to hear what you got to say. I can't Word. just fucking shun you. I can't just fucking say, you know what? You don't agree with me? Fine, I'm going to delete you. Fine, I got nothing to say to you. I want to know why. Because I still don't know why you don't like me. If you fucking sat down and talked to me for an hour, 30 minutes, whatever, you might fucking like me. You ever think about that shit? Or if they don't. You might fucking like me. And if you don't, then fuck it. I tried. I can die with a good conscience. I tried to get this white man to like me. He's just stuck the... in his ways. Because that's but the... That's you got to be thing. open to that challenge, bro. You got to be open to that Every challenge. Every time, all the time? Why not? 
because it gets fucking exhausting, bro. Having to explain a simple concept, a literally a simple concept, just because I'm darker than you doesn't mean shit. That's it. But so we already it, said common sense ain't common. Right, right. But like, yo. So you going to explain yourself somewhere else about some other situation anyways. Why not put it to a cause that actually makes sense? Well, that's true. But I also, just like how I stopped. Actually, wait, no, did I, did I, st- did I stop doing that? I don't think I did. I, um, fair point. Fair point. I talk to people all the time about why I love anime, especially when they talk shit about anime. You're right about that. <laughs> You're right about that. But I also don't have that conversation nearly as many times as I have the conversation about, you know, black shit. You, you know what pisses me off? You know what fucking annoys the shit out of me? When I'm at work or some other shit, and there's a lot of white people, and somehow, some way, the, the question of, well, why can't I say nigga comes up? And I'm just like, oh, my fucking God. I, I know how to explain this because I have, you know, explained this. A lot of times, I get tired of it, though. And that's the lesser side of it. You know what I mean? It's just, you. you it, I guess for me, I hate repeating myself. And I hate when I have Oh, I get to, that. Bro. I get it, that. But it depends on, like, the situation. <clears throat> if you had to repeat yourself ten times to stop racism, would you repeat it? Like, forever? Like, if I repeated like, myself ten times, racism is gone forever? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, okay. Of course. Ten times, and now let's do that tenfold, or let's do that a thousandfold. If there was a finite number of times you had to repeat yourself to fix racism forever, a finite number. It means that number, like it could be a million and one, and you don't have to do it in one day. You got a lifetime to accomplish this. You can accomplish solving racism by repeating yourself a million and one times. I see. I see. It's a finite number. So the matter on which you do it is different, though. If you had a million and one followers on fucking Instagram and you said it one time, did you really have to repeat yourself? Or is that shit on loop because it's already recorded? You know what I mean? All right. It's, it's a different way I mean, of thinking. A, I'm just trying to say, put like, out that's, that's, a, that's a different situation, definitely. But I can, I can see that. I can see that. We can't be mad at somebody for having a different opinion than us. We cannot be mad. Nobody through all walks of life is going to fucking agree with you 100% of the way. And that's why we are here right now. But if there's a chance that you can convince somebody to see your way of life, is it not worth it to talk to them? If I could talk to 10 fucking racist people and eight of them convert, that means 20% didn't. Did I win? I mean, you got eight. You got eight. You got that eight who's going to talk to another 10 people. Word of mouth fucking spreads. Hey, man, news. We don't like black people. All right, cool. Let me talk to you real quick. Yo, we like black people again, son. They done told 100 people. Hmm. Okay. The thing is, the future cannot be determined. We don't know what actions today are going to lead us to a better tomorrow. But you know what actions don't lead you to a better tomorrow? The ones you never fucking take. Alright. Okay. That's another... Hmm. You got some You got some good points over here, bro. I'm fucking with it. I'm fucking with it. 
I just, I guess me personally, just having to, because what I do personally myself is, all right, this explanation didn't work. Let's try it this way. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that worked a little bit better. Fine. Use that as a foundation. Build it up from there. Okay, well, that doesn't work. That does work. And throughout all these years of just trying to build up how to say something, and yet it still just doesn't get through. It's just like my name. Mm-hmm. My name is Tarek. All right? You can say it multiple ways. I like I like Tarek the most. If you want to say Tarek, that's fine. It's not Tarek. It's not Tariq or whatever the fuck motherfuckers want to say. However, I I've always always have this this debate with people about how to fucking say my name. And some days I just don't want to. And it's my name, which is the most important thing. And the thing that I should be fighting for about every single time, all the time, right? But when I have a half-hour class, every time someone wants to fucking learn how to say my name right, sometimes I just don't want to. So, you know, I just I just don't want to have that conversation. You're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm Tariq. Fuck it. Fuck it. You know, and, and that's... I get it. Yeah. That, that, my that's... name, I have that same problem with my name, right? Mm-hmm. So then the next question is, why haven't you never changed your name? I like my name. Mhm. A lot. I love my name. It's great. However, I, I like I said, it's it's just the whole constantly fighting with people. Some days I just don't have that energy to, you know, because it's it's a literal, it's literally a constant thing, and that's the closest analogy that I can get to it in my brain. Mm-hmm. And and it's not that it's not important to me, but it's just that it happens so much <clears throat> and it takes so long, and I still get nowhere, and it's. Just like, oh, I some days I'm just like, fuck it, you win, you win, whatever, whatever. And okay. I know, and I know I shouldn't be like that because it's my name, but it, mm-hmm. uh, bro, bro. So let me ask you this then. You say you, you know, some days you just don't feel like fucking saying your name again, whatever. Some days you're just like, I'm over it, call me whatever you want. You win this time, you've won. Now, when we fight in this fight for racism and police brutality and whatever other fights we fight in, you look at the laws. Like I said, why haven't you changed your name? You like your name. Why haven't they changed the laws? They like the laws. Fair enough. Now, if we keep going at it like, yo, y'all need to change these laws, y'all need to change these laws, and then we show a hint of weakness, we stop saying, hey, you know, we give up today, you win. They already know. I right, bet. So same thing with your name. If they call you Tyreek, from that, would you allow that that one day every time they see you, Tyreek, what's going on? Then you're like, fuck this motherfucker. God damn it. Same thing with the laws. We give them that one chance of winning. They win, and then we go back there like, oh, you here again? They already know. They won. They won. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I guess I just don't have the. I guess I don't. I just don't have that tenacity yet. I get it. No, I'm. It's a mental toughness that you need to put in place, and that's why I'm saying, like this activist that we were describing earlier, got to be on point, twenty four seven. 
can't take no dents in that armor. Can't you know? You gotta keep buffing that shit every day. Let motherfuckers you know you right here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You have to keep standing up all day long. And that's why I say like that job for whoever takes that shit has got to be prepared and on point overtime all the time. Word. It ain't easy, bro. Word. That's why I said. That's why I definitely don't think that I could fucking do that because if I if I fold on my name. <laughs> then, bro, imagine a fucking movement for you know the good of the people and shit, bro. Uh, I, I'm not a, I, I'm not really a leader kind of person. I, I'm someone who can inspire one definitely, mm-hmm. but being one myself, nah, that's yeah. I don't have that. And as much as I like to think that I'm a a strong person or someone with a an audacious demeanor. Nah, there's a lot of there's a lot of times where I'm just like I'm fucking done with this. I'm not trying like not on some suicidal shit, but it's just like mm-hmm. I'm just I'll just be fucking done with it. I don't wanna do nothing. You know, I I don't wanna I, I barely wanna get through this fucking day hearing and dealing with all this shit. And if I was supposed to fucking or not even me, if someone's supposed to lead a, a people then that means that you need that energy, that that fucking spirit, all the time, mm-hmm. all the so, time. I'm gonna keep going with the analogy though. I like flipping shit around. This is fun. So what you said, as far as like you can inspire people, that's good because everybody has a role. Like somebody's got to fucking tear up the trash. Somebody's got to do it. It's a job. Somebody's got to teach these kids. That's a job, right? You have a role to play. You can inspire people. That's fine. That means you can literally create an organization. You can inspire somebody to be the face of that organization. You can feed them the information you want them to spew out to the public. Whatever points you want to get across, you can feed them that information and let them continue to be the face of that organization and spread that message to as many people as possible. You can do that. You know how I know you can do that? How? Look at the fucking government, dog. You think Trump's got all these ideas? Nah, the Republican Party's backing that motherfucker up. They're like, yo, say this on stage, yo. And then he start freestyling a little bit and he fuck it up for himself. But like, yo, we want you to say this. Yo, defend us with this one. Yo, make this law, son. Like, that's what they telling him to do. Word. And he's the face of the fucking country right now. That's what I'm saying. Word. Alright. I'm not really sure how you would inspire a leader though. Because typically at least typically in my in my brain, it they they arrive to the scene ready to do their shit or or they were just given that role or whatever. And it's not really I never I never heard a great leader say something like, "Oh yeah, I, I was listening to such and such, and it just got and it, and it just took a hold of me, and now I'm here." Like I've never, never really seen that. It comes from within, you know what I mean? It comes from so? themselves. I, I, I do personally. Yes, I think that the drive to be a leader and to keep up with it and to do what needs to be done, it can't come from anyone from within. Maybe, maybe someone else can help. Uh, bolster your efforts or maintain your morale and like I said inspire 
you know, but at the end of the day, that real firepower, it comes from you and it can only come from you because there's no, at least in my brain, there's no leader. You can't be a leader if you need external forces consistently to keep you going because there'll be many times where you won't have the opportunity to access that or it won't it won't have as much meaning as before so you have to be, be you have to be able to rely on yourself and to get shit done at least at least that's what i think i'm subscribe to the principle of self talk self talk is a principle of where like you have x amount of thoughts a day and a lot of times we're just talking to ourselves and our thoughts and your thoughts tell you whether you can do something or you cannot do something. You're like, man, I, you know, this building kind of steep. I don't know if I should go all the way up there. Nah, I probably shouldn't go up there. You crazy? Don't go up there. I'm going to go up there. No, you're not. Don't do it. And you never go up that fucking building. Because there's positive self-talk and negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. Which one overpowers the other one more is what you ultimately end up doing. But you can retrain your self-talk. People can overcome fears by telling themselves, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. Put it on repeat, you can talk yourself into anything. That's why they say nothing is impossible because you can literally do, you know, whatever. You get the saying, nothing's impossible as long as you put your mind to it. And that's putting your mind to it, right? As far as inspiring a leader, I wanna say, let's look at Martin Luther King because we don't know exactly how he got started, right? It could have been one night after his regular day job. He was like, man, I'm tired of this shit, dog. And Coretta's like, yo, settle down. If you're so tired about it, why don't you do something then? And he's like, you know what? You're right. It could have been that simple. And she just inspired a leader with her words. Do something then. Oh, nah, baby, I can't do nothing. Why not? Well, because it would take a lot of work. All right, you afraid to work? You know what I mean? Like, that's inspiring a leader right there. But it's about inspiring the person with the proper attributes. I can't be no leader of no group like that because I'm an introvert. I would have to change my ways and who I am to become a person in that position. Mm-hmm. But if I got the ideas and I know somebody who's already an extrovert and they can talk freely and they can move people with their words, but they're not using it in the right manner, hey, my man, you should, you should probably do something with that. I don't know. You could probably inspire mad people. That'd be crazy. Sure, I, I bro, feel you, you son. I'm a, I'm an introvert myself, bro. <laughs> I love I love spending time at home and and <laughs> just chilling, man. Is yeah, no, I, I I feel that. I feel, and that's another reason why I say like yeah, I'm not about that. You know, being a leader type life and shit. Mm-hmm. It's it's like I it's like I could if. Somebody's like, yo, Tarek, we need you. Drag. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yo, Tarek, we need you to lead this shit. It's like, really? Do I, Do you need me? It's like, yeah, well. And then they, you know, list off reasons why. I'm like, all right, fuck it, whatever. My reason number two, I'm just like, all right, whatever. I could fucking do this shit. But it's like, do I fucking want to? No. Because number one, to be honest, to be to be a leader, in, especially in, in the black community, bro, you're gonna have to deal with so much of oh, what the fuck are you talking about? What the get the fuck out of here? Who the fuck is this long dread ass bullshit ass nigga? Get the fuck out, you know, blah blah blah. And 
as soon as I hear that, I'm gonna be like, yo, you know what? Fuck you, fuck your mama, fuck your whole <laughs> fucking family. I get the fuck out of my face. You you think you think you go fucking do what I do up here? Get the get the fuck out of here. Nah, nah. And I'll just fucking go off. And because the 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 jibber jabber of motherfuckers that aren't willing to do shit and get out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. or some I, it shouldn't get to me but it does because who the <laughs> fuck is you hold up where was you right now because last time i checked you was in the comfort of your own fucking home doing your own fucking shit while i'm out here doing the goddamn thing and you got the nerve the audacity mm-hmm. to tell me how to fucking do this shit that i'm trying to make a better life for even you you ungrateful motherfucker word oh that it, it, the I feel that I feel that you know what I'm and saying. You make a compelling argument. I want to. Um, what was it? Tom was it Tom Edison with the light bulbs? Was that him? He, I th- yes, 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 yes. It was. Are we sure? I'm or, gonna, I don't know. I'm gonna Man, say yes. I don't have my phone, so I can't Google it right now. <sighs> fuck! I don't want to Google it. I, I, whoever the fuck made the light bulb? Let's put that out there. Word. They said, uh, what was it, like 10,000 times they did it and then they succeeded, but they learned 9,999 ways not to make a fucking light bulb. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That kind of tenacity of fuck, of always fucking failing, always fucking failing, always fucking failing 9,999 times until you get it fucking right. Um, and then to turn around and be like, I just learned 9,999 ways not to make a light bulb. Shit, it's, it's cool. You know what I mean? That kind of person right there. <laughs> You got to be able to take failure at all different forms, right? Because people are not going to agree with you right away. But the light bulb is a great fucking invention. Now everybody's like, yo, that crazy guy who's been working in there for I don't know how many days, he, he made something. This, this might work. You know what I mean? So same thing with these like activist positions. You go and hear people disagree with you. You're not going to change everybody's mind right away. But the problem is, one... How we treat each other as black individuals, that has to change. We have to learn how to respect one another because if we don't respect one another to that umph degree, we can't expect the white man to take us serious and respect us that way as well. Um, two, as far as like organizations, we need to find a way to inspire each other and not, like I said, put e- put each other down, but also like just find a way to inspire each other to do better. It's one thing to respect somebody a certain way. It's another one to be like, yo, my man, I see what you're doing. Good looks. Keep going. Keep going. You know what I mean? I remember, um, and this ain't really got nothing to do with nothing, but like, I remember I saw J. Cole for the first time, and um, it was at a Summer Jam concert. He was an opener on a little festival stage, and nobody knew who this man was. And I was like, yo, my man, I done heard all your mixtapes, bro. I fuck with you heavy. Don't stop grinding. And I'm not saying my words motivated this man, but in that act, I uplifted him. He dapped me up and everything and was like, yo, no problem. Good looks. So I showed him support when I didn't have to. He was a mixtape artist. You know what I mean? And a lot of times we quick to shut people down. Like, you probably know a mixtape artist in your community and you're like, man, that shit trash. I ain't never going to support him. But instead of saying that, we should be like, yo, I don't like the way you did that. I don't think that sounds good. But if you tried it this way, it might work out for you. 
or shit, maybe you're just not good at that career. But if you try something else, you might make a little bit more money and steady income and feed your family and shit. You got three kids over there. You know what I mean? Like, let's uplift each other. You know what I mean? Mm. Let's go with that. Mm. Can you uplift by tearing down their dreams? Sometimes you got to build to destroy. Or you destroy to build. <laughs> Sometimes you got to destroy to build something. You know what I mean? You got to clear some shit. Because like, now, if a dream's not working, right, and you feel like you can see them. A lot of people never fucking reach their potential. Let's just put that out there. Right? Word. So if you can see that person being crazy successful in another position and you know they got all the attributes he already probably got the mixing board and everything he might be a better engineer than he is an artist now if you don't inspire him to be the best artist he could be and he ain't reached that potential yet my man might want to switch lanes because your engineering skills is tight boy switch them lanes real quick let somebody else do the recording or find a ghostwriter or ghostwrite for somebody else you know what i mean I see. but if you keep going where you're going I don't see it ended up good for you. Do something else where you'd be better at. You can uplift at the same time you reallocate somebody's dreams. Again, it's up to that person to make that decision. You feel me? Like I said before earlier, we're all responsible for the choices that we make. So if he wants to keep grinding on that dream and he fails, you tried. You tried to uplift him. You tried to reallocate him to a position that would succeed but he chose not to. Not your fault. You know what I mean? It's out of your hands. You did what you could to uplift that black person. You know what I mean? Generally speaking, I guess that's what that's what we should do more of. Because, and I, and I, um, you'll you'll hear this in the podcast episode that I'm editing. But I said that it, oh, I hate when fucking black people just want to be on some like, oh, we need to work better together. We ain't doing shit. Uh, we can't work together as a community, but you're not offering any fucking solutions to this shit. Okay, mm-hmm. you don't think that we're working together. How in your brain can we get better at that? Give me something. Give me something to work with. Don't don't just fucking say that we can't work together and whatever we try won't work because blah 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 blah. That that's fucking that's stupid. That's stupid. That doesn't help anyone. I don't like. I don't like. Just. I don't want to call it baseless criticism, but I don't like criticism just for criticism's sake. And mm-hmm. if you're going to offer a criticism, then you better damn sure offer a fucking solution to it as well. Because that's the only way for anything to fucking get better. And all I keep on hearing is that people need to do better. We need to do better. We need to do better. We need to do better. I bet, son, I want to do better. So fucking help me do that. The only way to mm-hmm. do that is to we need to communicate with mm-hmm. e- with each other instead of just saying oh d- 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 whatever the, whatever the fuck people say whatever the fuck they say we we got to <laughs> we got to stop with the whole just lashing out at each other thing you know cuz if you mm-hmm. feel like something's if you feel like something's not working the only logical way to go about it is to try to make it work better right Unless you don't give a yeah. fuck about it. Yeah. And, no, and that, I, I get that. I, I've, that's kind of what I've been doing on social media recently. Like, when I see something that I don't agree with, I don't immediately dismiss it. I don't say, you're stupid for posting this. Take this down. 
I don't do that. What I try to do is like, I try to understand why it's posted there. That's probably why it takes me so long to even write a response. And then I try to write a response in the most respectful manner and try to spread my ideas in a concise format so it doesn't get misconstrued, but also deliver that point. So example, I saw somebody post something like, and this shit has been annoying me for the longest time. Um, the going trend is what I'm calling it. It's a going trend of where it's like, oh shit, you know what? I'm feeling pretty bold right now. I'm going to state my fucking opinion. And if you don't like it, delete me. Psh, whatever, I don't care. That's fucking stupid. It's how I fucking feel about that. Why Word. is it stupid though? Why is it stupid? It's stupid because if you're trying to change something, right? That means you're going against the grain naturally. You're trying to right. change something. If you're going to change something, you have opposers, right? Mm-hmm. If you fucking tell all the opposers to delete you and you just in a group or a room full of like-minded people, what the fuck you accomplishing? Make your echo chamber stronger. Right? Like, you want to tell people, let's make a change, but if you don't agree with me, you got to get the fuck out. So when I told um, the shorty who had posted this, I was just like, yo, um, at the end of the day, I don't really understand why this is posted here. I don't understand why you would want somebody to delete you because they don't agree with your views. If you look at policymakers and lawmakers, they sit there in a room full of individuals who don't necessarily agree on the same thing. They mm-hmm. talk these laws through. They figure out who's got the most votes to pass this law. But the whole time they're talking about this shit, they're deciding, like, yo, um, can we get him on our side? If we get him on our side, maybe he can convince somebody else. Let's find a way to, like, really voice our opinions so they can understand why this law is necessary. That's what they're doing behind closed doors, right? Mm-hmm. And then they sign that shit into office or bill, whatever. They sign that shit and they're like, yo, we're going to implement this going forward because we had eight out of nine people agree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... You can't be afraid to challenge somebody else. If you're going to end up trying to convince somebody that your way of thinking is right, you cannot remove them from the situation because you didn't change anything. You just ignored them. You just recruited more people with your train of thought and saying, hey, we right over here. Y'all could be wrong over there, but nothing fucking gets done. Hmm. Hmm. You also can't you also shouldn't be afraid to, I guess, have someone challenge your beliefs then with that logic. But at the same time, I get tired of these fucking white people talking about how, you know, this, this shit ain't important or as important as we're making it. We're making a mile out of a molehill type of argument shit. So I do get the whole, I, again, I get the whole, well, fuck you because you are wrong and I don't want to talk to you kind of kind of mentality you, you know what i'm saying so, because i do honestly believe that there are just some people that don't want to listen and they do that with the guise of tr- saying that they want to listen and they're listening is just waiting for a rebuttal that they can offer you know a counterpart on and shit yeah so- yeah a lot of people are harping on posts to find out what kind of negativity they can implement in that um post um Seen a post that said, um, if I see a protester in my way, I'm smacking them with my car. What does that tell you? 
that they're prone to fucking violence for one. What else? That they don't want to listen or don't okay. have an intent to listen for for me at least. That's what that means. Does that mean that they're racist? I don't know. Right. So why when people see that post, they share it and they say this person's fucking racist. Now you're fucking mislabeling the same shit we don't want the cops to do to us, we doing to somebody else. How the fuck that makes sense? Um I what would what would I don't even know what the argument for that would be because it's bad to be racist and it shouldn't matter what what a racist thinks. I'm trying but to come I'm up with saying, a like, argument. If somebody is saying that they would run a protester over that does not imply that they're racist. I don't care what your level of thinking is. Just because they say they will run a protester over, that could be somebody just simply clout chasing, trying to get attention. They're making memes about this shit, trying sure. to get more attention for their page. Yeah, now, right. as far as that, it, it doesn't imply racism. It implies that they are not supporting the protesters mm. does not mean that they don't support the cause. Because this post said, if I see somebody on the road protesting, I'm going to smack them with my car. Which means you protesters is probably fucking out of line. Y'all should be walking the sidewalk, not the middle of the streets. But isn't it? Well, I, I, I can't tell you how to protest, though. Mm. But if somebody says, hey, man, the streets are made for driving and I'm going to drive the way I see fit, I can't tell that man how to drive either. Yeah, but a process isn't meant to be something that's convenient for everyone. It's, it's, like, it's like if you were to go driving down the street and you just see people on the sidewalk with signs and whatnot, oh, okay, that's nice, you know, you know, whatever they're protesting, that's great. And then we think about it for a second or two and then go about our day. But if we were to get stopped on the way to work, as you know, we see the signs and the channel and whatnot, that would make more of an impact. So I can all understand why they wouldn't just occupy the sidewalks and they're making it purposeful to create a, uh, a not even an, an inconvenience, you know, just, just something that's seemingly impactful. I guess I understand that, that, that get- point. I get it from both perspectives. I kind of I try to understand as much as possible because knowledge is the key to power, right? Mm-hmm. You have to try to understand both sides. If you're ever going to get into an argument with somebody, it's best that you know what they're going to say. Let's take it back to Eight Mile. Boy whipped their asses because he knew exactly what they was going to say. Left them speechless. All right, cool. If you arm yourself with information, you're more prepared in life, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I try to get both perspectives. I'm not advocating for the person driving or threatening to hit people. I'm not advocating for the protesters being in the streets. What I'm saying is you cannot label that person as a racist person because they said they would threaten to hit somebody in the streets. I see. That's like them saying, hey, man, if I got the green light and your ass is walking, I'm going to hit you with my car. That don't make you racist. So let's stop mislabeling because, like, you don't want the cops to mislabel you as that black fucking teen that just robbed the store because you're Word. the same shade. You wear the same colors. We all wear the same shit. You know what I mean? Like, 
Right. So we got to just, um, and you asking how we do better. I think, like I said, uplifting one another, um, also communicating better and let's like treat each other better. So when we go to these protests as well, let's make sure we're doing it the right way. Like I said, we're black. We have a higher standard to uphold now. You know what I mean? Don't give these white people ammo for anything. Now, I get it. It's certain streets where, like, in New York and um, L.A. and other shit like that, where the streets are, like, just so massive, filled with people showing that unity. They're just overwhelmed. Now, if somebody was to come through and just ran the car through them, is that our fault because we're in the streets? Or is it their fault because they're driving the car and they should have known better? You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like if someone was to do that, then it would uh, then it would have been purposeful because you see all those massive massive right. amount of people, and you may not be you may not be a racist, but you're still a fucking asshole. You're an asshole and, off the rip. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. while I can't I can't get into the subtle nuances of your character, mm-hmm. that that says a lot. If it's you a dick see, move. yeah, whether or not whether or not the people take up the street. It gets to a point where that just becomes, let's say, unavoidable in that circumstance. While, mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if you're driving and there's a protest and a lot of people there, you you ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. You ain't going nowhere. And exactly. you have to you have to exactly. resign yourself to that. So, I mean, it's not – It would it be their fault for getting hit if someone decided to go fucking wilding out and shit and start hitting motherfuckers? Yeah, technically, I guess it would be their fault, but it would also be the driver's fault because they saw what was happening, they knew what was happening, and they still decided to go about that course of action. Yes, I would think it's the driver's fault off the rip because you chose to hit somebody because that's not, again, being a citizen, that's not the right thing to do. Mm. You fucking chose that. That's on you. That's your fucking fault. It's not the people in the street's fault. Now, if there's people that's posting this shit that I will hit any protester I see as a black man who's fighting against police brutality and, you know, systematic racism and all this shit that we're fighting against, would it be smart for me to position myself in the street where a bunch of white people have made threats to hit us with the cars? Mm. Not unarmed. If you're gonna do yeah. that, if, you, if you're gonna, yeah. like, because... Uh, you know, I, I get the whole, I get that, but I also get, you know, well, oh, word, you're going to threaten me? Bet, then we're going to come ready type mentality. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, go ahead and threaten me all the that. fuck you want. But, like, are you really going to, you really going to hit us when, like, you see the whole row of motherfuckers with some ARs and shit, you know, ready and ready mm-hmm. and loaded? You know, like, it's like, you you can threaten me. Go ahead and try. Go ahead and try. So, I, I, I see that. You got to remember, our presence threatens a lot of people, right? Mm. Somebody posted they were more ready for the race pandemic or what they call it, the they let's call it this. They were more ready for the Black Lives Movement, the riots, they were more prepared for that than they were for the COVID pandemic. Word. Somebody posted that and I'm like, yo, I'm I'm in agreement with that. I I, I can see that. Word. Now, our presence threatens people, right? Mm-hmm. This is why the police are overrun. That's why they get the National Guard in there. If we sit there and go out there with guns, 
they're already threatened by our fucking physical form with no guns. Imagine what they're going to do. They're going to start shooting off the rip. You know what I mean? So we can't be going out there and our presence already creates danger. We cannot we go out be there armoring and ourselves incite. at these protests and shit? I want to say we cannot go out there and incite or provoke anything because our protests are supposed to be peaceful. We're already provoking with the protests itself, though. You know what I mean? The, the, just the fact that we're protesting is provoking the ones that would have us not do that. Mm-hmm. And if, and if things are going to keep on going, if we want things to keep on going the way that we want them to go, then it would make sense if people are starting to threaten the protesters to come armed. If you go to a protest and you're armed, more than likely you're going to use a gun because you're going to defend yourself. Why? Because the cops have guns, the National Guard have guns. You're not going to sit there and take an ass whooping. It's going to be but so much. You have a certain threshold before you pull out that gun and start shooting. If we bring weapons to a peace rally, a peace protest, and they see us with guns and they start shooting, what do you have? A fucking civil war. So then the best option would to be to not arm ourselves against the police and National Guard and whatnot coming after us during the protests. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even bother with that. But what I'm saying is, as far as like the example of people running you down in the streets, as black citizens, we have to uphold ourselves to that higher responsibility. Like, yo, we trying to protest. We trying to get our equal rights and shit. There's an asshole threatening to hit us. Let's not provoke that. Let's get this thing accomplished first, right? So let's not position ourselves in the streets. Let's position ourselves somewhere. Let's fucking occupy the sidewalks like a motherfucker. It may take a long ass time for all of us to get to one central location, but we're not threatening any more lives because we're protesting the life of a dead man anyways. Let's not get more of us in that predicament. Let's not put more of us in a position to die. Because the movement is about life. It's about preserving life. Mm. And that's why we're trying to end police brutality. It's about preserving life. Shoot. Well, you know what? I don't want to cut it short, but I got to end it there because I, I do got to wake up in a couple hours. Um, mm-hmm. I got to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about this a lot. It's honestly. a lot to unravel here. And I and I wanna I would like to send this to one of my homegirls and see what she says about it because she is she is on she's she's about the she's she's more um, Malcolm X and Martin Luther. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like she mm-hmm. she she about that life. And I really wanna and I really wanna see what she says has to say about this because this is this has been a very different perspective, not one that where I thought it would go. And I'm really I'm really grateful for that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. You know what I mean? And I have a lot to think about. You gave me a lot to ponder over, my brother. Here's what I say. Send it to her. Let her do whatever she got to do. Um, and if anything, we can do like a fucking Zoom call. I don't know if Skype allows three people, but we could do like a Zoom and we can mm-hmm. all just talk it out. Because I mean, I'm that. I'm open to fucking hear different ideas. You know, I'm not saying I'm right. I just think a certain type of way, and I feel like you know, that's why I'm recording this shit. I feel like my voice needs to be heard. 
Word. I have my own podcast. I have my Instagram, all my social media outlets. All that shit is my platform to express my views. That's so true. that's just what this is. It's not saying I'm fucking right. I'm glad if people agree with me. I'm not saying all my ideas are fucking solid. Some of them could use improvement on, but we got to start somewhere. As a matter of fact, go plug your plug your shit right quick. Oh, yeah. You know I was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So on Facebook, you can find me at Taekwon Lino. You can find me on uh, Snapchat. All I do is fit. All I do is fit for Instagram as well. And then we got uh, the emails. All I do is fit at gmail.com. And then the podcast you can find on Anchor, um, Google Play, Spotify, Apple, wherever we do podcasts at. We're pretty much there. It's called Competent Conversations. And this is going to be our 27th episode. Holy shit. Very nice, man. Yes, sir. I'm excited for it. 